You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, the show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. 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 Jeeps, Jeeps, Jeeps. <laughs> you know, I don't know why they don't come out for, you know, instead of peeps, they come out with Jeeps, a little uh, marshmallow, marshmallow colored, Jeeps. yeah, all red. For Easter. They have to be red. Jeeps. They have to be red. Seven slots in the front, yeah. <laughs> That red dye is bad for you. The blue dye or the purple dye is better. All right, you guys, uh, stand by here. My hands are all sticky. Please, oh, <laughs> and I smell like vehicle wrap. Well, at least it's not Cheetos. <laughs> now, if you're new to the show, I'm Josh, aka the one with all the funny voices in his head. My name is Tammy, aka Jeep Mama from JeepMama.com, and I'm the only sane one here. Man, you got to get the damn website in there every chance you get, don't you? Of course, I do. <laughs> That was JeepMama, M-O-M-M-A dot com. Hey, Josh, what's coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show? I'm glad you asked, Tammy. We're going to be talking with Jared from XG Cargo, storage solutions for Jeeps. And trust me, this is an interview you don't want to miss out on. Tell your friends, this is some cool stuff. This week in Jeep, it's all about Texas. We've got two stories from the Lone Star State that will leave you shaking your head. And in Wrangler Talk, well, Tammy's got another top five for us. This week is the top five trail basics. And I bet you can't guess what they are. Uh, Nikki G is going to be calling in as usual with some, uh, well, the stuff that only Nikki G can do for us. And we've got a whole bunch more stuff coming up later in the show, so stick around. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is, of course, brought to you by Amazon.com. If you're looking for a way to support the show, it's no easier than just going over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and pressing the big Amazon button there. You'll be whisked right over to the magical land of Amazon's online shopping. And while there, anything that you purchase over the next 24 hours will give the show a few cents, just a little kickback, while costing you nothing more at all. If you like what you hear, have gotten any benefit from what we do here, well, then please consider giving back. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for the big Amazon button. Hey, and thanks in advance. Well, you gotta torque those nuts. To spec. The road is clear now, but just yesterday, as we record this episode, it was a huge mess, and the parking lot of a nearby gas station was chock full of wrecked cars. What could have caused all this mayhem? Maybe a nasty hailstorm, perhaps. Maybe a ton of spring rain fell all at once. Oh, oh no, I got it. A meteor shower. Well, now let's, uh, let's ask Tony, because he's all too aware of the crazy and weird things that happen on the freeway in Texas. I mean, heck, he's even got the dash cam footage on our YouTube channel to prove it. But today's pileup was all caused, well, yesterday's pileup technically was caused by a Jeep, unfortunately. To be specific, it was a runaway tire from said Jeep that caused a crazy incident oh, no. for drivers traveling on I-45 near Memorial Drive in Houston, Texas. It was insane, said Ariana Riccardi, one of the drivers involved in the massive pileup. In about three minutes, there were at least 20 cars on the side of the road. It was just insane. We were walking on the freeway, and every three seconds, you just hear another tire popping. <laughs> Riccardi was the first driver to hit the loose rogue tire on the freeway, and she said that her vehicle got the worst of the damage. 
My car is completely done for, Riccardi said. Everyone else, I think, luckily only got a flat tire, but unfortunately, my car was the first one to hit the tire, so I'm car shopping now. An estimated 17 cars were involved in the incident. Many drivers luckily just had flat tires, but some suffered varying degrees of front-end damage as well. Harvey Caballero, another driver involved in all this, said, All of a sudden, there was something in the middle of the road. I thought I hit something, like a person. It turned out to be a tire. I looked up, there were 15 other cars parked on the right-hand side of the road, and I was like, oh my god. There's no word on what caused the rear driver's side tire of the Jeep Wrangler JKU to come off, the one that caused all this. Jeep owner is cooperating with authorities, and thankfully, despite the number of vehicles involved, we're happy to report that nobody was injured during the incident. So, this is a good point in time to remind everybody out there to check and tighten those lug nuts on a regular basis, at the very least during every oil change, if not uh, at least once a month or so. And don't forget the spare. Got to check that as well. The most important thing above all of this is to not over-torque your nuts. Guten tight, well, it's not good enough. Typical <laughs> torque spec for a Jeep is around 80 to 120 foot-pounds, based upon a half-inch by 20 uh, millimeter standard lug. Uh, I set my my torque to 100 when I'm doing uh, when I'm doing tire installs, uh, wheel we or you know swapping around wheels and stuff. But this is about the same as most tire shops use. But I highly suggest you look up the torque spec rating for your vehicle. And if you're running aluminum rims, well, it's going to be different. You're going to need to look that up from the uh, the rim manufacturer itself. So, uh, just some word of advice out there, and uh, well, yeah, just a little bit of safety. So you guys so, aren't familiar with uh, oh, Interstate 45. <laughs> You guys aren't familiar with Interstate 45 here. It is No, well, we don't have an I-45 up here in Oregon, and I don't think Tammy's got one out there. It was constructed no. on the longest Indian burial ground oh, ever no. on record. You've got to be kidding me. There are Seriously? So, there's so many things that happen on I-45. You can, you can yep, guarantee I that I-45 is going to have traffic backed up each and every workday, Monday through Friday, and on weekends, wow. it ain't great. No, I'm telling you, it is like the worst highway to, to drive on out here. And it doesn't surprise me that the the Indian spirits removed <laughs> the tire from that Jeep. I wouldn't doubt it. They probably <laughs> even stole my lug nut, too. Or my, not my lug nut, my... Ah, see, the story, yes. this is how we know she's lying, is the story yeah, The changed. story keeps changing, yeah. <laughs> lug nut, one, one, of her, one of her kids next week, you know, who knows. Hey, I have a... a a question so by all means if i don't have a, a way to figure out the torque when i'm you know tightening my lug nuts i have always heard that you tighten it where you feel it's tight and then you do another quarter turn would that be good enough that's potentially dangerous and and it, it really is. depends on how your upper body strength I couldn't agree with Tony more on that. He's 100% right because what's tight to you and what's tight to me is going to be a lot different because of what Tony said, muscle strength, uh, upper body strength, just leverage. I mean, how long of a handle is on whatever, you know, you're using, whether it's a tire iron or, or a, a socket, you know, or a breaker bar, I mean, whatever you're using, it, it's going to depend on the person, the individual, the tools that they're using. So uh, there's not any one blanket answer you know, for that. And that's why I said, you know, between 180 and, and, and one, uh, 120 foot pounds of torque, 100 is a good, nice round number. But, you know, it, it's really, again, going to depend on your vehicle and, uh, and of course, the tools you're using as far as how you get there. Now, Tammy, for your case and for anybody else who's in Tammy's case, 
where you don't have a torque wrench. Well, I mean, yes, they can be uh, picked up for relatively cheap and, and, and all that sort of stuff, but you can always just pop into a tire shop, your local America's tire, discount tire, uh, e even Les Schwab or whatever. Yeah, they might charge you five or 10 bucks to go through and, and, and you know, check them all out. But ultimately, this is a safety concern. And if you bat your eyes and talk to them nice, they'll likely do it for free. Now, oh, and also to drop in the, hey, I'm Jeep Mama. And if that doesn't work, say I'm Jeep Mama on the Jeep Talk Show. But, don't you know I'm a kind of a big deal? <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> but but seriously, I, I don't know how it is there, but you're looking at a 45-minute wait at least at any discount tire here in the yeah. Houston area. Yeah, and especially for something like this. I mean, they're going to put customers. If, if you've got the trail hazard, I'm not trail hazard, if you've got the road hazard stuff, they'll tighten it as far as you find. But frankly, it a torque wrench is very easy to use. It is a wonderful investment. And uh, I got one that's not a, a great torque wrench but it's a half inch torque wrench i paid 80 bucks for it and there you go i guarantee you it is worth 80 80 bucks is worth my time not have to drive to the tire shop right and potentially have my wheel come off on 45 while i'm driving driving there because i didn't have it tight enough so or yeah i think it, i agree or had it too tight you know uh this happened here in oregon just a couple of years ago where um a, a guy who was a, a local jeep club uh down the freeway and he lost a tire uh ended up killing somebody uh, so, you know, it was a bad accident and I mean, just, and he had over torqued it, over torqued his lug nut. They were, they were nice and tight and, you know, they weren't going anywhere uh, except for when the, the, the studs got stretched out a little bit and hit a bad pothole or, you know, torque changing right. lanes too fast or something. I don't know. Uh, but what I do know is he lost his tire, caused a bad accident and somebody lost their life. So it, it, you know, if your life or somebody else's isn't worth 80 bucks to you, I don't know what to tell you, you know, uh, these torque wrenches are relatively cheap. I mean, even a Harbor Freight one will get you in the neighborhood. So, you know, and at that point, it's 25 bucks well spent. So, there you go. Also, too, Tammy, um, that quarter turn thing, uh, what could have happened uh, with what Josh was just talking about where the, the individual was killed from the tire that came off. When you do that quarter turn, if if the if the, the bolts are already at their, their maximum uh, torque and then you do a quarter turn, you could start literally twisting the bolt. And, and mm -hmm. you're starting the, the process of having it breaking off. And then having those additional forces of driving it could make it go ahead and shear. So that's, that's why I say, uh, I mean, the way I always did it was I tightened it. And if it didn't come off, then I knew that, that okay, that's tight enough. <laughs> so that's the way I always did it before I got a torque wrench. But it's, uh, I tell you, uh, and everybody listening, get a torque wrench. It'll it'll be beneficial to you. I always torque the lug nuts uh, on the Jeeps here when I work on them, especially the ones I'm not driving because those people go. those people that are driving it are really important to me, and I don't want them having any problems. Well, we'll file this one under the uh, you had just one job to do category. And this is out of your hometown there, Tony. A Katie football coach got hey, mad when Texas. He, that's the one. <laughs> he got mad when he found out something went wrong with his first ever oil change on his brand new Pearl White 2018 Jeep Wrangler. Oh, you're kidding me. That's here in Katie. I just read about that one. Son yeah. of a gun. You betcha. I'm, I was going to be surprised if this didn't make it into your local news because this is, this is quite the story. I heard now, it. He, yes, I did yeah, hear it. He got madder and madder still. After he had to go to a special investigative news team to his, at his local news station to help make it all right. Now, at first, Khalif Mohammed loved his new Jeep and the dealer that sold it to him. He says, I got a great deal. And for a few months, everything was perfect. 
Then he tells us he took it back to AutoNation, the dealer that he bought it from, for a free oil change and tire rotation. Fifteen miles later, he says, the Jeep started to shake, the lights in the dash started to flash, he pulled the Jeep over to the side of the road, and there it died. The Wrangler wasn't going anywhere after that. Khalif took pictures and a video of the Jeep as it sat there on the side of the road and checked for the proof that the oil change he got was actually done. Khalif told ABC 13's Ted Oberg, I pulled out the dipstick and it was clean. That told me there was no oil in it. Khalif says the dealer eventually admitted that the service techs hadn't put any new oil in it. At that point, he did what I think any of us would do when faced with such negligence. He asked AutoNation to take back the busted Jeep and give him a new one. He says the dealer wanted to make uh, wanted him to take less in value since his vehicle was then now six months old and had <laughs> quote unquote depreciated. Yeah, Mohammed no. says the dealer <laughs> Mohammed says the dealer offered thousands less than what he had paid for it. Khalif wasn't taking that deal. He called the Texas Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division. Then he called a lawyer, and finally he called the local ABC News affiliate and got the media involved. And that is when things really started to happen. After ABC 13 got involved and made several calls on the Jeep owner's behalf, AutoNation stepped up and the offer on the busted Jeep jumped thousands of dollars to make it right. Khalif told ABC 13, not only did they pay off my vehicle and more than what it was at the time I owed, but they also gave me a very good deal on another vehicle. They kept me as a customer. AutoNation went above and beyond to make him happy. They found him a replacement vehicle and sold it to him at cost. They also gave him 100% value on his Jeep, even though he had had the vehicle for over six months. Khalif is a satisfied customer. I don't think anybody wouldn't be in that situation. He believes all those pictures and video he took of the Jeep right after it stopped were the, thing that, were the things that made all the difference in this case. I think we can read between the lines here, and really, it's funny what businesses will try and get away with that is until they show up on the nightly news, then suddenly they are the epitome of customer service. So I have a problem with the, uh, they took care of him. Um, they didn't take care of him. They uh, tried to make a bad PR situation a little better. Yeah. They should have taken care of him just right away. Right away. Uh, I mean, yep. that's, that, that is good customer service is whenever you say, oh, I mean, I don't care if it was 10 years old. If they didn't put the oil in it, they needed to make sure that that customer was happy because oh, yeah. they, they made a mistake. Yep. The, they hired the, yeah. the hired, I mean, mistakes happen. I mean, I mean sure. it, it shouldn't, you know, you should. And this is the thing that always makes me nervous about people working on my vehicles. Yeah. Because nobody's going to care about your vehicle like you do. How long, how long did he drive it without any oil? Was it 15 miles? I thought you said that. 15, 15 miles. miles. Now, now, if he had just immediately gotten on the freeway, that might have been as little as 15 minutes. Uh, but 15 miles, if you're in rush hour traffic or, uh, you know, it's across, uh, you know, uh, surface streets, you know, that sort of thing, that could have taken him an hour to drive 15 miles. Uh, so, you know, an hour of the engine running without oil, come on. Yeah, of course it didn't make it any further than that and just barely made it to the side of the road before it seized up on him. I mean, come and- on. And to top it all off, everybody knows about Friday Night Lights. This guy was the football coach. Yeah. Hello, yeah. How football dare you? in That's Texas. That's so un-Texan. <laughs> Josh, everybody knows the football coach. Do you, uh, Josh? Do you remember Jim uh, from XJ Talk? 
I, I can't. Uh, I cannot remember last, last last name begin with an F. Yeah, I can't. I yeah. can't remember his name on uh, xjtalk.com. He used to be uh, the the manager or director for all the people that took pictures for AutoNation. Oh wow! Went to all the dealerships and took pictures and put them online. I think it's AutoNation, and uh, you know the company that fired him and hired a hired a a, a, a contractor to do it. <laughs> AutoNation. Oh boy. Well, you know, there's there's no accounting for taste. I well, guess. you know, it happens. Business that's what businesses do. It's just a shame, you know. Uh that the the local uh Jeep dealership, the ones right over here close to me that used to be mm-hmm. uh Adam Samuel Samuels, I think. Alternation bottom and I bet you that's the one uh that, oh, wow. that, that that was in this story. I go that's where I get my parts for uh, all the all my sensors and stuff. So did you hear anything through your news affiliates or whatever that wasn't in the story that I didn't uh, that I didn't report on? Uh, no, I didn't see it. I don't believe I saw it on the news or maybe I oh, saw okay. the little blurb, you know, uh, right. coming up, uh, <laughs> you may die or you may be dead yeah. here and you don't know it. <laughs> film at 11. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm with you as far as the people working on my, on my, my vehicles thing. I've, I've owned probably 30 vehicles in my life and I have m- maybe taken one or two into a shop because it was, you know, way above my skill level, you know, transmission, oh, yeah. you know, really that, that, that type of stuff. Um, it, it, it scares me because I have seen and heard, so, I mean, I work with the guy. He went into Les Schwab, had a tire rotation done, and I think a, a service on the front end. They were, you know, tightening up, uh, doing an alignment. That's what it was. And um, uh, when he left, he got on the freeway, made it about a half mile down the freeway, and suddenly had no steering. None. Jeez. And so, luckily, thank God, the vehicle had just been aligned. And, you know, was dead nuts straight and, and he, he didn't touch the gas, didn't touch the brake because at that point he could just turn the steering wheel and it would just sit there and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and nothing would happen. And so he just very, you know, put it in neutral, coasted it very gently, let it come to a stop and turn on the hazards. And there he sat on the freeway until he caught, he and immediately called Les Schwab and was like, I'm on the freeway. I have no steering. I just left your shop. It's your effing fault. You're going to get out here with a tow truck. You're going to oh. tow it back to the shop, and you're going to make this right. And and it took him, I mean, it was probably the entire rest of the day oh, yeah. to get everything all squared away. And he was out of his Jeep for several days well, yeah, because where's the nut? they only, they only <laughs> hand-tightened the tie rod ends. Hand-tightened oh, the tie rod ends. So he gets on the freeway, drives a little bit, you know, uh, through the road, you know, that stuff gets on the freeway. And by that point in time, the nuts had pretty much vibrated off. And, and, you know, on the freeway and freeway speeds and things are bouncing and vibrating around and that tie rod just came right out of the knuckle. So, and, there, and so, so there was a loud noise or there was a noise and a scraping noise in well, the steering. The tie rod came off the knuckle or the drag link came off the pitman arm. I don't remember exactly I was what thinking was. pitman arm. I was thinking the pitman it's probably, arm. Exactly. It's probably the pitman arm. Um, what they, he ended up getting an entire Curie correct link system, <laughs> an aftermarket $700 <laughs> steering system. Out of Les Schwab because they screwed up. So you know, what you're saying is, is that once you get your uh, your steering aligned, you go and you remove certain no, bolts. Tony, no, Tony. <laughs> no. And get on the freeway in hopes of getting a $700 I mean, steering he could have died. He could have killed somebody else. I mean, yeah. that that's something that you know, the Jeep could have just, I mean, immediately taken a nosedive over to the Jersey barrier, flipped the Jeep over. You know, this is, we're talking a, a, a TJ here. I know uh, it was a 2003 TJ. 
and uh, a lot of aftermarket on it. And uh, yeah, now that would have ended very badly for him yep. uh, and for possibly other people on the freeway. Uh, a buddy of mine had, a, had a, a, a Volkswagen, took it into a Jiffy loop, had the oil change done. They didn't tighten up the oil pan nut all the way. By the next day, he was completely out of oil because the, the nut had backed out and, and you know drained all the oil as he's driving down the road on his way to work one morning. Engine seizes, seizes up. You know, I mean, it's, it's, this is the kind of stuff that I absolutely fear yeah. taking a vehicle into a shop because of. And, and people who don't have a mechanical or technical aptitude, who can't go in and double check some workmanship behind another service tech or something like that. You know, I, I feel sorry for those people because they're left hanging in the wind. You know, oh, you've got no choice trust. but to take it to a shop, yeah. but to take it to a dealership and putting your life in, in, your, in your vehicle, the second largest investment you're ever going to make into the hands of somebody else who doesn't care about it. As much as you do, anyways. So, have you guys and, seen that meme where they show uh, Jason from, uh, you know, the Jason uh, movies? And oh, Friday the Thirteenth or yeah, whatever. And he's standing yeah. next to a hedge, and he's got the, you know, he's just kind of standing there looking. That that's that's me. Whenever somebody's working on my Jeep, I'm standing at the <laughs> at the bay door watching everything staring, they're doing, yeah. <laughs> staring intently. Now, I think the the mach- having machete in my hand might hurry the work up a little bit, but I don't know if the quality <laughs> would, would right, suffer. Right. Breathing heavily, yes. <laughs> well, hey, do you want to chime in? You got one of your own stories that uh, might be along the par of what we've been talking about here. If you have a news tip or a response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to reach out to us. Hey, coming up a little bit later in the show, we have an interview with Jared from xgcargo.com. Stick around. And coming up in Tech Talk, uh, how to loosen your nuts after a wheel alignment to get better products. No, no, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> more, more wrenching and repair tricks, tips, and hacks. <laughs> Josh was scratching yes, his please. head, looking, squeezing his eyes. Is- Where is he reading this? <laughs> we have better ethics than that, dang it. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, we're always asking you to go check out the 4x4 Radio Network website, and it was for good reason. There's always stuff getting added there, tons of new stuff all the time, and there's a ton of great shows there to listen to. Besides ours, we're there, of course, but we got some other stuff there for all your you know, non-Jeep buddies. It's okay. It's not their fault. You know, we got some for everybody at the 4x4 Radio Network. On the Trail podcast is there. Trail Chasers is putting out new shows. Center Steer Podcast, that's a lot of fun. And we have Dan and the 4x4 Podcast putting out great content all the time. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free, and it's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Your time is running out. Film at 11. No, no. <laughs> your time is running out to get $7 off your purchase of JTS logoed stuff. T-shirts, yoga pants, phone cases, and more. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's everything. Uh, anyway, just head over to the jeeptalkshow.com slash store and be sure to enter ear hole during checkout. Oh, now, <laughs> this offer expires on March 31st. Kind of a little bit of inside baseball there, <laughs> uh, ear hole. You'll, you'll see it. Once you go to the store, it'll all make sense. Trust me. <laughs> you know, so we, we've sold a few of those, by the way. It, oh, it, it, it's a winner. Nikki <laughs> G's awesome. bottom all. I think so. <laughs> Somebody out there is offending a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Can I stick this in your ear hole, ma'am? Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. 
think it was like two shows ago, we interviewed the PA Jeep guy, and they're doing a Jeep event, not this weekend, but next weekend, and I decided it's time to go off-roading again, <laughs> um, but I'll be on the show Thursday, don't worry, guys, um, and you know, spring's here, and all the trails are starting to open in some places, some places, you know, they're year-round and stuff, but you know, everyone's gearing up, and last week, I shared um, just as a reminder, some trail etiquette tips if you're going on the trails. So, guess what? It's top five time again. It's time for another Jeep Mama Top Five. So, this one is about off-road basics. These are some things that I wish I would have known when I first went off-road, and I thought I would share them with you. Number five. So when you're out on the trails, there's going to be rocks and tree stumps and just tree logs. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get out of your Jeep and you're going to want to know the low points of your Jeep. And there's two of them that, in my experience, I felt are important and they're important for me. And that's the low point of your differentials and where each differential is at. This is if you're in the JKs. Um, the, the hood bump on your um, on your hood, the one in front of the driver's side is the one where your front differential is and your footman loop is where your rear differential is. Now each Jeep, you know, your TJs and the XJs and all that, each Jeep is going to be different and you're going to want to get out and look. The other spot that is one of the low points in the Jeep that I've got hung up on are the, the control arms in the rear, the right where your shocks are attached. And I've actually added control arm skid plates to help protect those because I've banged them up quite a few times. So the number five is to know the low points underneath your Jeep. Number four. So when you're off-roading and you're inexperienced and you're hitting some trails that are kind of difficult, you're going to want to pick a spotter. If you don't feel comfortable with it, going over the obstacle, I highly suggest you have a spotter help you over and listen to that spotter. Do what they say. They can see things that you can't see. They can see what's, you know, coming up with your rear tires. They can see, you know, your passenger tire. So listen to their spotter. And, you know, it's okay to ask for help. And you know what? We as Jeepers, we love to help out. And actually, it's a good experience for these other people to help get you over the obstacle. And it helps you to listen to what they're doing so you can eventually become a spotter. And you really want to pick a spotter, though, that you can trust, you know has off-road experience, and it's someone who is going to take care of your Jeep like it was their own and you're not going to get damage to your Jeep. Number three. So one thing that I'm trying really hard to get into a habit of doing, which I wasn't when I first started off-roading, and that's two-footed driving. And of course, if you have a manual Jeep, you're already doing this. Um, but if you have the automatic Jeeps and you are doing the slow off-roading where you're crawling over rocks, you're going up over obstacles, you're going to want to always keep one foot on the, the gas and one foot on the brake, not exactly pushing down at both of them at the same time, obviously. But you're, 
in a delicate situation going over those obstacles and rocks and you just want to like go really slow and be careful or come down off of an obstacle so you're not going to, you know, jar that bumper. Um, so two-footed driving is number three. Get in a good habit of doing that because it'll make you a better off-roader, in my opinion. Number two. The other thing, and I actually, I was doing a funny video, a YouTube video, where um, somebody commented on a YouTube video being snarky, saying, you should do a how to use the steering wheel. And I'm like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So I was being a smart aleck, and I decided I am going to do that. And while I'm doing this um, video, it dawned on me that a lot of us who are older, the older generation who grew up in the 70s, the 80s, maybe even the early 90s, we were taught to drive at the 2 and 10 position. Um with our hands on the steering wheel and there that is actually not how you should be doing it anymore because now we have airbags in our steering wheels and when the airbags if the airbags go off and your hands are up high like that you're going to injure your wrists or your arms so now they suggest you should be driving at the nine and three position but when you are off-roading you should always when you're holding the steering wheel don't tuck your thumb in like a fist, keep your thumb up on the steering wheel because you could get into a situation where the steering wheel is going to turn really fast and could break your thumbs. So you And you're always going to want to keep two hands on the wheel to keep control of your Jeep and a good posture when you're sitting there. And even when you're off camber, we all tend to want to lean so we're sitting straight but I've told, been told that you really want to lean with your seat. If your seat is tilting with the Jeep, you should tilt with the Jeep because then you're going to get a good feeling of what that Jeep feels like when it's off camber at certain positions and you're going to come out of that situation and you're going to realize, wait a minute, my Jeep can handle it that way and you're going to know the next time, yeah, I can get this much of an angle and I'm going to be fine and you'll be more relaxed. I mean, you can remove your hand, uh, a hand momentarily to like shoot the finger at somebody, right? Right. Well, yeah. Or I mean, you got to have that for driving. For driving. Right. Right. Or to wave. Number one. So I a while back I was watching some Jeep videos on YouTube, or maybe it was Facebook people sharing their off-road videos, and there were some new people driving the jeep on the trails and somebody was spotting them over and you see them like the person in the jeep going oh no and they're freaking out and they got stuck and they're calling for a spotter and the spotter you know the person's like death gripped inside the jeep and they were not in a precarious position or whatever but they were freaked out because they hit something in their jeep and they didn't want their jeep to be damaged so the spotter comes over and it's like, okay, turn, go passenger, you know, go driver, do this, do that. And they're off the obstacle. The person never got out of their Jeep. And I used to do this when I first started wheeling and it's not a good thing. I mean, unless, I know we've talked about this before and there are certain situations where, yeah, you shouldn't get out of your Jeep because, you know, if you're in real, like the really serious black trails, red trails, but if you're just, you know, like you hit a stump and you're freaked out because you've never 
hit anything before, you really should get out and look to see what you hit. Um, check it out. That way, the next time you know that what happened is you can, you know, like try to avoid that. And you can, you know what you hit. And you know it's not that big of a deal. But we've debated this on the show before. And I remember Josh bringing this up. And I never thought about it at the time until he brought it up. There are certain situations where you really should not get out of your Jeep. Um, I'm specifically talking about like the green trails and the blue trails. And when you're a, a new Jeeper, you're obviously hopefully not getting into those serious situations where you shouldn't get out of your Jeep if you get stuck. But I just think it's a really good idea to see what your Jeep is doing and not just listening to it from the passenger side. So those were my top five off-road basics to, you know, get you thinking and um, having a good time on the trail. Well, folks, um, if you have any great ideas for Wrangler Talk, something you want to know about your JK or JKU, shoot us, go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and um, give us a shout. Hey, folks, and coming up later in the show, we're going to be hearing who knows what from Nikki G. Now, part of the show that I really look forward to each and every time that we can put this sort of stuff in the show, and it's, uh, well, the kind of stuff that you people write into the show with and call in and that sort of stuff. We love the feedback. We love the interaction. We love getting stuff from you out there that, uh, you know, is talking about us and that sort of stuff. Whether it's good or bad, we always put it up into the show. And we got a couple of emails over the last couple of weeks uh, that really were, well, quite good. Gave us all those warm and fuzzy feelings. And uh, Tammy, we had one that came in from uh, a new fan. Laurent Street wrote into the show. What did he have to say? Well, he says, I've recently started listening to the podcast after hearing my wife, daughter, and coworker talking about them so much they enjoyed listening. And after trying to listen to several true crime podcasts, I was looking for something a little lighter. I searched for Jeep and found y'all. And guess where I'm from? I still haven't guessed. Uh, Somewhere um, down south. Yes. Um, oh, the y'all, of course. See, to yes, me, that's just, yes, that's just what go. you say. Ah, How come the guy right. in the Northwest is the only one that picked up on that? I know. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> y'all is what we say. So it, right. I was like, and, I, I can't guess. I don't know. He could be from South Carolina. I said it there. Anyway, he says, I love your podcast. I've wanted a Jeep since I was in high school. He's 53 now. I totally get that. That's pretty old for being high school. (laughs) (laughs) Held back just a couple of grades. (laughs) Yeah, just a couple. I purchased a brand new 2018 Wrangler JL Rubicon without seeing or driving it first. Yep, I get that too. I was already in love. Every day is a great day when you drive a Jeep. And now, since I found you, my drive is even more enjoyable. I almost wish my commute was longer so I could listen to more each day. Keep up the good work. Laurent Street, a new fan. Laurent, I got to thank you because when I read these things to my uh, my wife and my girls, they just roll their eyes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) My kids, too. Why Why can't you be nice to my friends that come over? You're so nice to these people on your show. I said, they're Jeep owners. Get a friend that has a Jeep. <laughs> exactly. I have a reason to be nice. 
Oh, that's great. Love those emails. And thank you very much for sending that in. It uh, it really brightens our day. It, oh, I those mean, stories are great. We yeah. have a lot of fun doing the show, but it's emails and calls and stuff that we get, uh, interactions with, the, the, with you, the listener, that makes it uh, so enjoyable for us. So last week we received a call from Dwayne in Houston, Texas. And uh, in his voicemail, he, uh, he said we had encouraged him to get his ham radio license. Well, he finally received his call. So congratulations, KI5DWS, and that's uh, <clears throat> Kilowatt Indian 5 Delta Whiskey Sierra. Damn it, Josh, you took the number. You have to say number five. You wouldn't know this because you don't do HF stuff. You say Kilowatt India number five Delta, Delta Whiskey Sierra. How dare you, Josh? Editing me, damn it. <laughs> Don't you well, know you anything that, about ham radios? That's not, that's not an HF call sign, but that's all right. Well, we got another email that I wanted to highlight in, uh, and this one came from Larry, another ham radio operator. He says, I just wanted to drop you a line and thank you all. I've been listening to your show for almost a year now, and it really does lighten up my trips to and from work. Besides Jeeps, one of my favorite pastimes is hiking and camping in the swamps of Florida sounds soggy. I volunteer with a hiking organizational group, uh, the Florida Trail Association. We have work hikes out in the Big Cypress. One of the big problems that we have is with the lack of cell phone connections and CB radios really don't seem to be able to cut it, communications-wise at least. So, drawing from your knowledge, I went ahead and received my ham radio license last week with just some preliminary testing. I can tell that this may be the solution to our problems. I hope that you guys can make it down to Jeep Beach in Daytona this year so I can thank you in person. Thanks again for the knowledge and, of course, the jokes. Regards, Larry A. KN4TNB. So you guys noticed it didn't say, and the bad jokes, the dad jokes, none of that. It said, the jokes. Yeah, I don't think he's been listening to the shows where you have been telling the jokes yet. He hasn't gotten to those yet. There's no other jokes except the ones I tell, Tammy. Josh and I have some every once in a while. Knock, knock. Larry, got to thank you for writing into the show, and congratulations on the certification. And, uh, well, we got two new ham radio operators uh, just from listening to the, here to the show. And, uh, well, uh, Tony, we, you and I might have to be doing some uh, uh, some DXing over the weekend or something like that, trying to get trying to get these guys on the air or something. Uh, but, uh, nonetheless, congratulations uh, to both Larry uh, and Dwayne, uh, both new ham radio operators, uh, after listening to the show. And Tammy, that's on your coast, uh, the uh, the uh, Jeep Beach in Florida. You're going oh, to that, right? Oh, it's your fault. You're, oh. you're going to that this year, right? Oh, I wish. That would be so fun. <laughs> if you'd like Tammy to uh, get up off her butt and go to Jeep Beach in Daytona uh, this year, just uh, send that be a like message. like a 16 to, hour drive for her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send a message to the show. It's like me going to Easter Jeep <laughs> Safari. It's just so, not in the cards <laughs> right now. Tammy will feel guilty and go if if we all pitch in and <laughs> and give her some guilt. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hey, Jeep Talk Show. It's Brad from PA again. So I get home late last night, like 3 in the morning, from a long flight home and a long drive. And the only thing that made it good was I opened up my mailbox and... Holy hell, there were some Jeep Talk Show stickers in there. So. I told you guys. Tony, I didn't try to throw you under the bus. I swear, they're stuck in snail mail <laughs> land somewhere. But anyhow, uh, I listened to episode 377 today, and uh, Tammy, your top five, yeah, drives me nuts more than anything when I'm on the trail with the group is guys, you know, riding your butt the whole time and just give them some space, let them spread out. And uh, 
Josh, you know, I really like your your Jeep tip tip segment, but if you listen back to it, I didn't know if I was listening to a, a Jeep tip segment or Howard Stern show. I mean, <laughs> talking about yep. strippers and loosening up your balls and all kinds of stuff. Hey, I still enjoyed it. Anyhow, uh, oh yeah, by the way, the Jeep Talk Show app, there's a whole bunch of new episodes there, so I'm going to be enjoying those over the next few days. Anyhow, take it easy, guys. We'll catch you later. Bye. So, Brad, get you a sticker, uh, put it on the back of your Jeep, and say, if you're going to ride my ass, at least pull my hair. There you go. (laughs) A little more of those Howard Stern jokes there for you. Yeah, I'm glad you're seeing those episodes. I don't know; it's automatically supposed to select all the uh, all the episodes, even uh, if they're older episodes. But I went and checked on the uh, the Android and the iPhone apps, and uh, several uh, episodes were not selected. So I just uh, put a check mark next to the, the ones that you had mentioned and looked for some more that uh, were unchecked. And uh, yeah, there should be at least on my Android app uh, they were showing up. So. If you guys are missing uh, episodes, let me know. Uh, it, it, 378 episodes to go through. It takes a little while to, to check all of them. So if you can give me a clue about what li- which ones are missing, it would really help. Hey, if you haven't heard, we're giving away stickers. All you have to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope or SASE. To find out where to send it, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You'll see how to contact us there. We'll respond with uh, a mailing address where to send your SASE. And for a limited time, you can be a JTS ambassador. You'll get more stickers and JTS cards. Now you can leave that sticker or card under the windshield wiper of that badass Jeep you always see at Walmart. Just write ambassador on the envelope. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Now, last week, we picked up the wrenches after a couple weeks of taking a break from the tech stuff. And this week, we're going to keep with the theme of helping you out by sharing some tips, tricks, and hacks that might just save you some time and hassle when you're working on your Jeep or fixing it on the trail. As we get close to summer, the temps are starting to come up, and those pesky cooling system gremlins will start rearing their ugly heads. Overheating sucks, just ask Tony, especially when you're out on the trail. But if all that uh, happened was uh, your radiator sprung a leak, well, then it might not be all that bad. Radiator hoses can be swapped out or even repaired with some silicone tape or enough electrical tape if you have it on hand. But it's not as easy to solder up a split in the radiator core or seal a leaky seam between the tank and the core. For fixes like that on the cheap, well, there are a bunch of products available from any parts store, but... That's really only a band-aid and can plug up some of those smaller passages in the cooling system that can cause more headaches than solutions, really. I've seen it work with my own two eyes, and it's because of this trick I have a small can of ground pepper in my Jeep's tool bag. Now, it seems odd to season your radiator with ground pepper to fix a leak, but that's exactly what happens when you pour a little bit of ground pepper into the radiator. The small flakes don't absorb moisture and swell like the stuff you find in the like bar stop leak or stuff like that. Instead, they travel along with the coolant, and when they find the hole, that that you know the flakes just kind of plug it up. Like I've said, I've seen this work with my own eyes, and had I not, I'd be calling BS too. I've also heard of cracking an egg into the radiator, and that will work, but uh, I haven't seen or tried that myself. But MythBusters proved this to be a viable solution on their show, so it probably has some merit. 
Keeping to the internals of the Jeep, let's say your motor has a lot of miles on it. Maybe it's time for an oil change and you'd like to flush all that gunk, sludge, carbon and buildup that accumulates inside any engine over time. Oh sure, the gulp and go quick lube and yogurt shop would just love to charge you that $60 to $100 premium for their proprietary engine flush. But you can do the same thing at home and likely get better results. Not many of us have personally rebuilt a transmission, but we have all seen the pictures or the videos online and none of them show anything but clean, shiny metal. When was the last time you saw any kind of deposit inside of a working transmission? You haven't and you won't. And that's because of the extremely high detergent content found in most automatic transmission fluids. Swapping out one quart of oil on your next oil change for one quart of ATF, you will find a super clean and much better performing engine after 500 to 1,000 miles and a fresh oil change. Just be aware you are not going to like what that oil looks like after that first oil change. It's going to be nasty. Do this a couple times a year and you're going to thank yourself as that engine passes a half million miles with no issues. It's not likely that if you're out wheeling that you or your passenger are wearing pantyhose. I mean, it's entirely up to you what you do behind the doors of your Jeep. But if you do find yourself in a situation where you have a broken fan belt and you just so happen to be wearing a set of nylon stockings that go all the way up, you won't be left stranded. Those pantyhose can make a fan belt in a pinch and that just might get you back off the trail or back into cell phone range to call for a tow. Just don't show the wrong leg if you're trying to hitchhike. This next one I only recommend in the case of an emergency and only as an absolute last resort. Let's say you drive an older rig with glass barrel style fuses in the fuse block. An important one blows and you need that circuit to have juice if you're going to get home. If you have some gum, you might just be in luck. The foil backing on a stick of gum has just enough conductivity to pass voltage in a pinch. The higher the draw, the more likely you are going to start a fire though, so you probably don't want to do this for that blown headlight fuse. But wrapping a blown glass fuse with the foil wrapper facing outwards, then carefully putting it back in place, will get you down the road or the trail a little bit further. This is a temporary fix, as is most of these tips and tricks, and the issue that caused the fuse to blow in the first place should be addressed. Just know that there is a high likelihood of starting a fire with this trick if there is a short in that particular circuit. Use these tricks and tips with caution, but don't be afraid to pass them along. Even if you don't own a single wrench, the next time that you are at your buddy's house uh, helping him out by holding that flashlight, well, you just might be able to blow his mind with one of these little hacks. Next week, I might have more or I might switch topics altogether. I haven't quite decided yet, so stay tuned. Also, too, you can use a 22 bullet uh, to in your fuse holder, and uh, the bonus is you have an audible alert when it blows. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I was like, that was almost like a Henway thing. <laughs> it is. It's, don't do that at home. I know. I was like, really? What that would do? I'm so gullible. So also, also, too, <laughs> well, you know, it's the, how you sell it, Tammy. It, it's, it's an art. So, uh, Josh, if you can use mm. pepper in the radiator, does, does that mean you can use stop leak in your food? Oh, I mean, it wouldn't taste very good, and you might have a problem with your regularity after that, but, uh, you know, more power to you. <laughs> this is so spicy. Hey, anything to add? Maybe you have a question or a suggestion for Tech Talk. Just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Who knows? Might just answer your topic or question here on the show. Advanced Adapters, this is Clyde. How can I help you? Hello, this is uh, Tony from the Jeep Talk Show. Okay, Tony, how can I help you? I want to check on my Atlas build. Sure, would it be under that Jeep thing you said? 
No, it's probably by my name. Uh, try Muckleroy. Okay. Uh, oh, I found it. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing that it was ordered just a few days ago. Well, it's been almost a week. Didn't they tell you that it would be a five to six week build for the unit? Yes, but I thought maybe something have happened uh, and, and you may have already had it done. Maybe it was ready sooner. I'm just really excited to get it. Yes, sir. I certainly understand, but it shows that it's on schedule for the five to six weeks previously quoted. Okay, well, thanks for checking, and you know, be sure to listen to the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, sure. Okay, I'll be sure to do that. All right, man, thanks. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Idaho ho Jeep peeps. We're back with another interview this week, and uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Jared, who is the co-founder and CMO of XG Cargo. Well, I wanted to say XJ so bad. Uh, XG <laughs> Cargo. He has been marketing in marketing and entrepreneur for over 15 years. That's a long time to go without a paycheck, Jared. Uh, and who has, <laughs> who has worked on specialized marketing teams that range from anywhere from the pharmaceutical industry uh, to app development to large e-commerce. He also enjoyed his early years as a professional uh, wakeboarder. Got to ask you about that one. Uh, Jared has always enjoyed the outdoors and currently loves to travel the world as a photographer. Jared, thank you wow. very much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, so, got to ask, what's a wakeboard? <laughs> oh, Tony, you, you don't know what a wakeboard I do. is? Is that, is that like a, a, a small surfboard where you run at the waves or at the shore, or is it a snow thing? No, it's. I know what it is. I used to wakeboard. Well, it's it's your interview, so you answer. Uh, go ahead, Jared. No. Well, let me tell so, you, this, no, Jared. What's lessons? a wakeboard? Uh, excuse us uh, while we have a fight, Jared. <laughs> snowboarding and water skiing, and combine those two things. I think you've got wakeboarding. Oh, okay. So it's on the lake. So it's a little yep. warmer than the snow, and you uh, have a board, and the the boat pulls you. Hopefully you have a big wake and you can do some tricks and uh, have a good sunny day. So how many broken bones have you received from this? Oh, I don't know if I can count off the top of my head. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, when he said tricks, yeah, think- uh, and, uh, and, and of course skiing is real big down here in Southeast Texas with the lakes and stuff. So, And I know a few people that have been in, injured skiing, so I can just imagine that if you're uh, you're on a board. Uh, I would hope this is some sort of professional made thing, not just a, a wooden plank that you're out there on. No. <laughs> and if you're doing tricks off of it, something's going to happen. Those are some serious yeah, tricks, like, and you're wiping out big time. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like a car accident or jumping off the roof of your house onto the lawn like 20 times in a row. That's mm. kind of what I <laughs> so, compare it to. So, so you, in your intro here, it says it mentions pharmaceutical. Uh, do you know, uh, if, you, if you could talk about this, do you know of any, any uh, pill that they're working on to encourage people oh, no. to listen to Jeep podcasts? Because it, be, <laughs> it would be really a big seller for, for several podcasts. Yeah, I think there's some stage three trials going on. Oh, sure. <laughs> see, Tammy, you're laughing at me, but it's, yeah, it's questions people want to know. Yeah, yeah. So, Jared, tell us about XG Cargo. First of all, what's XG stand for? It stands for Expedition Gear. Oh, okay. That's that and was the original name, the, and uh, we we shortened it up. We liked the tighter, shorter name. It was better for you know search engines. People could remember it better, and 
we also like our logo quite a bit, the XG. Yeah, yeah I like it. So, Jared, tell me about the cargo storage. I'm assuming it's storage um, that you sell at XG Cargo. So, we sell storage for all Jeeps, not just overlanding community, but, um, you know, anybody that's looking for extra storage in their Jeep. We really try to design products that, that fit in spaces that are not otherwise used. So, kind of towards the back, the sports bar, there's a lot of areas there. Um, you know, a really thin storage wall that we have. Um, just trying to create space so that people can get out there and venture and really, you know, take the stuff they need to take in the safest way possible, make it secure and, and have it for them on their journey. Yeah, I was, um, Tony, don't yell at me, okay? <laughs> but I'm on, online and I am looking at that, um, what is it, the rear, it's on the rear seat, the, the back wall, I guess you would say. Sportsman Molly edition? Yeah. And there are like little pouches and Molly panels. My one question I have is the, the part that's in between the seats. Can you take that down? Yeah. So in between the headrest. Yeah. So you could like get in the back seat and reach back there and get something. Yeah. Is that, is that a fixed rack that's in there or is that just uh, nylon straps that's holding that, uh, that, the, yeah, it's nylon webbing, so you can take that out pretty quickly. So it's called our pet net. So for oh. adventures that have pets, you know, they don't want their, their dogs sticking their heads through back there, kind of creating that little bit of a, a barrier to deter the pets from, from coming through. Oh, and, oh, and, and yeah, Tammy, I have this window, duh. Yeah, I have this special power. I can hear our listeners screaming at us. What's the website? I want to look at this too. I know. Right. <laughs> so xgcargo.com. Uh, and uh, you can see exactly what we're talking about. It's right on the front page. It's really cool. I mean, and it's great because you have lots of little things sometimes that you need and you need easy access to. And so... Yeah, and you can customize it as well. So on the Molly area, you could, you know, put any any type of Molly attachment device that you have and kind of store different things securely up there. And is the... What's it made out of? What kind of material and... There's a few different materials that it's made out of, but it's mostly more of like a heavy-duty nylon. Yeah, it looks, um, and it looks like you can like have it get wet and be out in the elements. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean it can take a fair amount of water. It's water resistant. Some of our other stuff is, has a little bit more waterproofing to them, but uh, yeah, very water resistant. You can clean it, just wipe it right off. You know, we designed all these things to be heavy-duty. We have three-year warranties, and we want to stand behind that. We really want to kind of change the, the way people think about cargo storage. So instead of having something that you buy, like on Amazon or a, a little bag or something here and there that it may work for a while, and it just doesn't have the ingenuity that, that you would want out of it, whereas this is going to be built more out of a, a high-quality, you know, dense material that may be mounted to a frame or have mount on OE points on, on the back of the Jeep somewhere. And really be made to hold things securely, um, you know, for, for all those trips and, and journeys that you want to take out there. So what besides, what is the Sportsman Molly Edition, what other things do you sell? We have a popular one called the Gamma Bag. So it mounts, um, it's hard to explain through voice ah, here, but I it, it, it mounts, if you go on the website, it kind of mounts on the back of the storage bar or the sports bar. 
and creates kind of a triangular storage. If you think about the hard top coming over the back of the Jeep and pushed all the way out to the wheel well, it, it sits in that, that little triangular space there. Yep, I see it. It creates enough storage for about a carry-on bag, if you'd imagine um, taking that on an airplane. So it's up out of the way, tucked up into the side and corner of the Jeep. So really, you're trying to use all those odd spaces in the JK where you normally couldn't just set something or put something. You're like utilizing all that awkward space. Correct. So we're kind of looking for for those spaces and, and doing that. So that things can be securely stored there and safely stored there. You know, from a Jeep and you're off-roading, it's kind of rocking back and forth. You want your stuff to stay there. And we also want it to be clean. Everybody likes a clean Jeep when you lift up the, the back roof and open up the tailgate and it's nice and clean in there. If you want to keep your dog in there, that's a, a really nice space. And you don't have stuff loose kind of flying back and forth. Exactly. That's, that's, that's one of the big things that I don't think people some people they don't get is, you know, you want your stuff secure when you're out on the trails bouncing around because you don't want it, you know, hitting a passenger in the head or hitting you in the head. Jerry, Absolutely. quick question quick question for you. Uh, on the image on your website, xgcargo.com, it, uh, where it says top JL parts SEMA 2018, I, I see mm-hmm. in, in that little area next to the, the side windows, you have a bag. Which, which bag is that? Is that the... Um, the Magellan sports bags, or is it the uh, Gamma uh, Wrangler Gamma mounted uh, sports storage that y'all were just talking about? Yeah, it's the Gamma storage bag that we were just talking about. I okay. have not done a great job um, explaining that, but if you go to the website, the picture's worth a thousand words. You can check it out right there and see what we're talking about. Yeah, so it it's where the, the sports bar, bar is coming down and kind of... Uh, it, it blocks part of the the back side window, and I would assume you can do that on both sides of the uh, both sides of the Jeep. Correct. They're sold as sets, so you have a left and a right bag. That's a lot of that's a lot of good storage there, and something that you probably wouldn't think of uh, a place to store things normally. So, uh, good idea. Absolutely. So, um, I'm trying to click on the rooftop carrier system, or is is but it's so not. So those are still in it. development right now. Okay. Yeah. That's so we're, why we're you can't click on We're currently testing it. those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top secret. That's right. So are all these things for the JKs, JKUs, and JLs, or well, which which Wranglers are, are these things uh, available for? Well, right now, as we're currently talking, it's for the JKU and JLU. And we actually just got some of our prototypes of the two-door uh, models as well. We have a nice bag that, that mounts similar to the Magellan bags for the two-door owners. It's a nice big bag. It has a, it's actually got a nice hard shelf in it. Um, I'm excited for the for the two-door owners because we get asked all the time um, about having some storage for them. And I think it's, uh, it's going to be a really nice piece. It might make the, the four-door people a little bit jealous. <laughs> well, you know, the two-door owners need uh, storage even more more so than the uh, the four-doors. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with that cuz the um I, you know, everybody talks about there's not much storage space in the the four-doors, but you know, I'm probably going to make some people mad here, but I feel like there's a a lot of storage cuz I can get all my camping gear in there and all my off-roading gear and 
but I guess maybe it would be different if I had passengers. I was too, just, I was so. just going to say if your family would <laughs> no, actually be, go with you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, never, never mind. I take all that back. Um, so, anything else coming up in the future with you guys? Any other storage spots that you're looking at? Um, not right now, as far as new storage spaces, but we are coming out with some some high end stuff that's even um, built better. We're really trying to push the ceiling um, to see, you know, what we can do for the cheap owners for his quality storage, customization, module storage. So you'll see some things in the same places that are going to be um, have a little twist on them or have different styles of systems that go in there. So we have a really good designer, and he is actually the, the co-founder as well. And man, he cranks out some really good ideas. He's uh, he's really good at it, and um, we have some exciting stuff coming for the storage and the Jeeps. And are you going to expand to the other Jeeps besides the JK and the JL? We're going to try, yeah. We're going to do JKs, JLs, and then we're going to work our way um, back from there. And we want to make sure that the all the Jeep community is taken care of. Anybody that, that needs extra storage, that wants extra storage, is taken care of. It's kind of part of our mission to uh, serve the Jeep community. We really want our brand to stand for kind of the lifestyle of the Jeep. You know, we really ultimately want to inspire kind of the adventurous spirit that comes with the freedom of being a Jeep owner. So we want the community to be able to stand behind our brand and their passion. And, you know, they really do live in an authentic lifestyle. And it's, it's really kind of a neat thing within the community. Jared, do you know, uh, know about Dan Grek? You know, I'm not familiar. Dan Greck is uh, in a JKU. I forget the year of it, Tammy. I don't know if you recall, but he yeah, is. Yeah, no, I don't remember. He is uh, traveling around the the border of Africa in his JKU, and uh, I mean, I don't want to tell you marketing, but boy, he'd be a great guy to get a hold of to uh, uh, throw your product in the back, and uh, I bet you he could use some storage because he lives out of that Jeep. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd be happy to to send something his way for sure. We um, actually work with Expedition Host. I don't know if you've um, heard of those guys. They're kind of doing a similar thing. They're actually traveling. I think they started on one end of the world, and they're trying to travel all the way around the other. I think they're about a year into their journey. Some really great people. And, um, yeah, they use some of our stuff and parts of their journey as well. So I was uh, noticing the Sportsman floor, floor liners, and if you if you have a Jeep for any length of time, you know you need something to protect the floor and uh, carpet if you still got it. Uh, tell me tell me about your floor floor liner. Is that actually does that actually go underneath uh, the uh, the the storage system that you that you make, or is that where where exactly would that go? Absolutely. So that's designed to work with the Sportsman Molly Edition, which we talked about before. Mm-hmm. So again, that's the the storage wall with the pockets, got the pet net in it. So it actually has a harness that attaches underneath. So it kind of creates a seamless barrier. Um, So like hair doesn't get through there, water won't get through there, you know, mud or whatever kind of stuff you have going on back there. Doesn't leak and get under under the seats, but it's a fully waterproof, um, 500 rip strength PVC back there. And it goes up all along the sides as well so that it protects the wheel wells, you know, the plastic that's in there, or if you have the subwoofer mounted on the side as well. There you go, Tammy. That's something I know you'd like to have. Yeah. Got to keep everything nice and clean, right? 
Yeah, and that actually wipes out really nice. Pretty much hose it out. Now, I also saw the gearbox that you have. It looks like kind of a flexible uh, uh, type thing with uh, handles on the sides. Uh, Oh, I just missed that. Where where exactly would that go? I guess it'd go wherever you want to put it. But uh, is it uh, it a loose item or does it actually attach to maybe some of your other products? That has an area where it can be strapped down or secured to a vehicle if you have like a a D-ring or something in the back like the, the Jeeps do. Um, it's just designed to be an overall carrier. It's kind of based on some of our previous designs where we've helped out um, other auto manufacturers. It folds flat. It opens up. You can change the dividers to kind of limit the pockets that you want. We put some molly on the back for for storage of, of small molly items. And yeah, it's it's really just kind of one of the things you want to put some tools in there or whatever, and you can you can bring it out. It's actually really easy to pick up because of the curved handles. Is that uh, easy to clean? Like, say, if you had a strap that you had used and got it all muddy and you threw it back in the uh, in that gear uh, toolbox, would it be, uh, are they fairly easy to clean, get all that mud and debris out of there? Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be made out of the same type of nylon material that the, the Sportsman's made out of, that water-resistant material, and it wipes pretty clean pretty easily. And speaking of clean, Tammy, did you see their clean can? Yes, I just was looking at that, <laughs> and I'm like, the I've, clean can. I've known Tam. Tammy long enough to, to to know what tickles her fancy here. She yeah. sees this stuff where she can clean up and put stuff in there, and it's not rolling around. Right, organizing everything, even your trash. Absolutely, it's like a giant cup holder because everybody stores stuff in the cheap in the cup holder. Now it's moved back a oh, little bit, and you can put whatever you want in that bin back there. It is so true about the cup holder, and then you go to set your cup in there. And it won't fit because you have crap in your cup, you know? Oh, yeah. Cup holder. Well, it's, no, it's like the whole storage thing. You know, you you try to find storage anywhere you can in right. a Jeep and, and, and for most vehicles. Now, I, I would assume you no. guys are always going to be doing Jeeps. You don't have plans for other vehicles or, or will these items perhaps fit in other vehicles or have you even looked at that? Right now, we're very focused on the Jeep community and, uh, you know, really getting our products right, and really listening to the community to, to serve them well in what we're building. Um, in the future, we may we may go on to different off-road style vehicles using kind of some of the same concepts that, that we're doing now. So uh, I know that you guys have a couple of uh, Jeeps. Uh, the company has a couple oh, of Jeeps here we that, go. and you drive it around. Uh, I would assume you, you have these products in the Jeep. So do people, especially when you're running around topless, do people stop you and ask you, where'd you buy that? Where'd you get that? And you go, oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> Yeah, occasionally we do. So we like to make trips out to like Moab and stuff like that. Those are the places where, where people see, you know, a Magellan bag over topless and they're like, man, that's cool. You come back from getting something to eat and somebody will be there looking at it. But yeah, so we like to show it off sometimes. It's a very a very well-made looking, very professional looking uh, product. It it actually looks like something Jeep might sell as their uh, an add-on option uh, whenever you're buying a, a JK or a JL, or I guess it'd have to be a JL now. Um, any, uh, I don't know if you guys have gotten any uh, uh, information on the Jeep truck yet or not, but uh, you know the Jeep truck's going to need some uh, some in- internal storage, uh, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. We do have something uh, in the works for the, the Gladiator, actually. Can't talk about it right now, but... Oh, cool. top secret You already stuff. did. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well spill you know, the beans now. <laughs> Tony, you need to, because 
we have lots of vendors we interview and everybody seems to have things that, oh, we can't tell you about it now. You need to have like a top secret sound bite. Oh, no, actually what we need like, to do is we need to send a 12-pack to them prior to the interview. Right. Well, so, so they'll release the <laughs> yeah. secret. Drink this before you do the podcast. We'll have all the listeners sign an NDA before they they listen yeah. to the next part. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. You yeah. <laughs> Here's your signature. Right. <laughs> I just think it's really cool that, you know, what you do and then you like it to, to design things for these up and new coming vehicles. Do you get like any sneak peeks with Jeep? Do you, are you in, do you have relationships with them where they'll give you like some ideas what the new vehicle is going to look like? I mean, yeah, we, we talk to them a little bit, but, um, you know, get measurements, things like that. I don't think that we're, in on on the designs before they kind of hit where the public is um so right. maybe one day we'll get to that that's that place where we can do that that'd be pretty pretty fun to be able to get a head start right. on everything now we talk to them too but they uh, they always tell me <laughs> You've <laughs> leave, the wrong leave us leave us alone and how did you get inside my fence <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, all the uh, all the folks love the social media. Where can uh, where can the folks find uh, find you guys? Uh, obviously, xgcargo.com uh, is the the website. But uh, are you guys on the uh, social media, the uh, Instagrams, the Facebooks? Oh yeah, we definitely love that. So you can find us uh, at xgcargo on most any platform. So looking at the site here, I see uh, YouTube. Uh, I guess that's uh, whatever the V is, Vimeo and uh instagram and uh there of course there's a little mail icon so you can uh, you can mail these folks do uh do you guys have wraps on the jeeps where you have your logos and stuff on it no but we've been talking about it. i think that would be pretty cool but for right now we're so busy trying to design new stuff and ref- refining all of our designs to to really get things going and and everything's so popular that you know we really are trying to, to do our best to, to make sure we put out the best product possible yeah, yeah, no, I understand. I just thought maybe uh, uh, if uh, people were in the uh, area of California where you guys are, they could be watching out for your vehicles and see some of these products firsthand. I mean, I know it would be a small, uh, a small group of people that would see this, but uh, you know, if you were in that area, uh, do you guys have anything, uh, any place where people can come by and, and look at these things firsthand? Yeah, I mean, they can stop by their office. They can send us a message, and be happy to, to show them any, any products that that we have. Some people really like that uh, textile touching and, and just holding it in, in their hands. So uh, I was just curious about that. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun to see it in the Jeep uh, it, itself. I mean, that's uh, that's the big selling item is seeing it uh, uh, firsthand. Oh, and uh, I think you uh, actually have a, a little bit of a giveaway for our, our listeners tonight. Ooh. Do we? Yeah. I'm not it. sure what we're giving away. What are we giving away? I hate it when the guest is uh, it's the first, oh, it's the last to know. I know. No one told me. <laughs> it's a discount code, didn't it, Jerry? <laughs> sure. What do you want to give away? We can we can give something away. Oh no, Pick I was one. I was really referring to the 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 discount, the uh, the Jeep Talk 15. Oh, discount. Yeah, absolutely. It's still a giveaway. That, so. You're giving away money. Is what you're doing. It's great. People <laughs> love getting money. <laughs> Well, let's go. Let's do a giveaway. Let's give something away to somebody. Oh, okay. I'm going to remember to do this from now on, Tammy. I'll just make a faux pas and go act like I didn't mean to do it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's uh, do a pair of Magellan sports bar bags. That'll Ooh. fit on the JK or the JL. 
So to get this excellent giveaway from XG Cargo, all you have to do is be the fifth caller to our voicemail line. Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and see uh, what our phone number there is and give us a call. Remember, you have to be the fifth caller and don't forget to say XG Cargo stores my stuff. That's XG Cargo stores my stuff. Oh, Jared, I just saw uh, that you actually have a uh, the ability to uh, hang a, a rifle in the back of uh, on this uh, uh, this thing as well. It's just that's going to be very nice for the hunters. Absolutely, fishing pole rifle. Um, unless you bought an expensive piece of art, you could probably keep it in that tube and put it in there as well. No, yeah, that's a good idea. Or if you're uh, if you're uh, into drafting and you're getting the design right. from one area to the other, you know how cool would that be? Instead of yeah. riding a bike, you get a nice open air jeep to take your uh, to run those things across town. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, guys. So you heard it. We got the giveaway, and also too, we have uh, the Jeep Talk 15 that you guys can use uh, at checkout at xgcargo.com. I finally got it down. You know, if you guys want to do an alias for XJ Cargo, I think that would be pretty good too, because. <laughs> people like me are so yeah. easy, so used to typing in xj uh so uh jared thank you very much for being with us tonight and uh, you guys be sure and look for xg cargo uh on all the social media sites and of course xgcargo.com yeah thanks a yeah, lot thank jared. Jared. We, we so Absolutely. appreciate it big thanks again to jared for taking the time to talk about some really cool storage solutions from xg cargo for the Jeep Wrangler. And don't forget about that discount code for 15% off. Tony, what was that uh, discount code again? Jeep Talk 15. That's right. Now, if you have an idea for a guest or if you work in the off-road industry yourself, we want to hear from you. Maybe you know somebody who does work in the off-road industry. Maybe you yourself would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Trust us. And everybody's got a Jeep story to tell. We want to hear yours. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Mark. I'm up in Wisconsin. Um, I just listened to an episode that was great. I never knew of your show before. And you'd asked uh, toward the end that if you had any suggestions for a guest. And I tried to, I did write you an email. And I believe at about the 59-minute mark in that broadcast, um, you said to uh, email jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, um, and that says it's not a real email address, so I can't get it to send. So if you wouldn't mind dialing me back when you have a free moment, thanks. Bye. So I don't know if you guys uh, had the same reaction I had listening to that, but I was like, oh, crap, they figured out we're not real, and I started packing up my stuff here real quick. (laughs) And then I remembered... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, we just assume uh, uh, that you guys understand when we say jeeptalkshow.com slash uh, contact, but that's a website address. So you would have to go to your browser, uh, whether it be on your phone or your computer, uh, and, and type in uh, http colon uh, slash slash jeeptalkshow.com slash, con, uh, uh, yeah, slash contact. I, I get bored just saying it all the way through. I was going to say, you so just long. type in jeep talkshow.com slash contact you don't need all the other stuff in there yeah but it, a lot of people uh see that http so i just wanted to make sure i spelled it out all one time mm. we just kind of do a, a shortcut shortcut version of it so yeah. it's, it's not an email address it's a website and when you go to that the, that page that comes up there's a long list of things different ways that you can contact us so just open up your browser jeeptalkshow.com slash contact from the mind of Nikki G. 
Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I want to take a minute to talk about Bubba Rope. I live here in the South where just about everybody is named Junior or Bubba. And so I know a few Bubbas, and I decided to ask my favorite Bubba if I could borrow his rope. And he gave it to me. And it's, I gotta say, it, it's not much of a recovery strap. It's, it was more like a clothesline. And I gotta say, it, it didn't do too well pulling my Jeep out of the mud. Uh, that's mostly because we didn't wait till his socks dried. Yeah, I know, they all can't be winners. Alright, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. It was like he was reading my mind at the end. <laughs> I just, you know, if you could see me on video, I just like looked up at the camera and rolled my eyes. Every now and again, you got to get a groaner in there. Yeah. And, and don't forget to roll your eyes the opposite way every so often or they'll come out. Hey guys, it's Dave from Oregon and just want to say thank you for the Jeep Action Magazine subscription. Uh, it was a nice surprise to see that I was one of the monthly winners for that. So I appreciate it a lot and I got to tell you, it is a beautiful magazine. Um, really nice photographs, full color. Uh, most of my magazines now are online, so it's it's really cool to get something I can actually hold in my hand and flip through. Uh, you guys rock. Thank you very much. Uh, you're very welcome, and it is just a beautiful magazine, uh, beautifully mm-hmm. written. Uh, written. Uh, y- you know, it, it has stunning images and writing. Now that you have your very own copy, uh, you can get uh, – <laughs> now, I'm sorry. So now that you want your very own copy of Jeep Action Magazine, you can get one by going to jeepaction.com and signing up for a subscription. Well, he's back and he's in one piece and the Jeep is no worse for the wear. Did you see my sticker? Oh my goodness. That was huge. Thank you. But did you see my sticker? Oh my goodness. That was huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. A little bit more inside baseball there. If you uh, uh-huh. if you have aren't subscribed or following whatever our Instagram oh feed, my. Facebook stuff, God, you know, all that how sort could of they thing. Not be. I know, I know. If you have, you would not have seen the giant uh, Jeep talk show wrap, almost, uh, that Tony put on on his uh, on his 98XJ. Uh, looks amazing. Big, gigantic Jeep talk show logo across the entire, you know, middle side of the Jeep. Uh, just amazing, Tony. That turned out really good. The install looked like it went very well. Uh, you got that, like, on a Friday. You were going to the Lone Star Jeep Invasion, like, that Saturday. Yep. How did everything all play out? Uh, it was, uh, it was a bit horrendous. Uh, I was not able to get a nap. I actually had to stay up and work on the Jeep <gasps> to oh, no. get it ready so I could go to the, uh, to the event. Like most people. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're two. <laughs> oh, I love being two and taking naps. <laughs> no, no. How did the, uh, oh. let, let, let's talk about the, 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 the Jeep talk show wrap really quick. Let's talk about the giant stickers on the side of the Jeep here. Now you, you got, uh, from a local distributor or was that somebody over in China? Uh, you remember we were talking about xjtalk.com earlier. Uh, I went back to the same guy that made the die, uh, cutout, uh, XJ talk, uh, stickers that we were giving away and selling on xjtalk.com, uh, underground graphics here in uh, Houston. And, uh, I spoke with uh, with Greg and uh, Michelle over there uh, via email, and we worked out. I actually showed the picture that of the the Photoshop that I had done of your Jeep uh, mm. with the the sticker on it. 
to give mm-hmm. them an idea. And uh, Greg went and looked up uh, the, the Cherokee to get some, some basic measurements so they could estimate the size of it. And then I uh, came home that evening, uh, like a Wednesday evening or, or Tuesday evening. Uh, it all happened the week that, they, that I got the sticker. It was all really quick. I was going to say the turnaround on this was amazingly fast. Yeah, they they really worked with me, and they, they got other things to do besides work. You know, get, do a sticker for me. But anyway, uh, I, I told them I was trying to go to an event Saturday, and they, they made it happen. But anyway, I came home, and they said that uh, for uh, like a, a three foot by three foot sticker, yes, three feet uh, square that uh, it would cost this much, and the price would go up drastically if it was larger than that. And I was ballparking about four foot based on the, mm. the, 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 the size of the area that we were covering on the Jeep, on the Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I came home and measured it, and uh, I was like, holy hell, three foot is huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it may, it may be a couple of three inches smaller than the one that I photoshopped onto your Jeep. And uh, I just can't believe how well the Photoshop matches with reality. It really does. I seriously, it looked at first. I thought it was a Photoshop until I saw the other picture of you know all the uh, uh, you know the 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 wrap, the stickers and stuff. You know, kind of sitting on your back seat, and I was like, oh, he, that, that he's that's really real. doing this. Yeah, that, or yeah. that's that's a hell of a job photoshopping. <laughs> a lot of thought went into that. Pixar helped out with this. So uh, yeah, it actually uh, it, it took about an hour per sticker, and I've never done it before, so. I think it worked okay, and and there's wrinkles, there's there's problems with it, uh, but uh, you know from uh, three feet away, eighty miles an hour, you don't see it. Right, right. So uh, quality of the product, or were you happy? Beautiful. Satisfied? Oh, yeah. very nice. And and this stuff is the same. Uh, Greg said it, it's uh, uh, not the exact same stuff as the wrap that they put on vehicles, but just a, like a, a a smidge step down from it. So it's not as far as like thickness or or what? I mean, uh, are, is this UV resistant? Can you take it through a car wash? Oh, absolutely. It's it's just like a vehicle wrap, except they they use a little bit higher quality for the full wrap. But it's not ah. it's not vinyl sticker. It's not just some vinyl UV protecting thing. It has all the you can it releases. So you put it on, you can pull it off. Put it oh, on, wow. pull it off, and then when you press it down hard, it breaks the little. Uh, beads that are in the glue uh, uh, strands and makes mm-hmm. it permanent. So it, oh. it makes it a lot easier to install. Now, you had mentioned something last week about a an installation kit that you had gotten off of Amazon or something. Yep, uh, that can was, you talk about that a little bit? That was very helpful uh, because if you look at the <laughs> – actually, I walked in to, uh, to pick up the, uh, the, the graphics, and uh, Greg uh, waited on me, and I said uh, – he was uh, saying, "Do you need any any have you any questions about installing this?" And I said, uh, "I actually I watched a couple of videos on YouTube, so I'm pretty much an expert on installing." <laughs> <laughs> he, I did it real serious. Pretty and, much an expert. And yeah. he kind of looked at me, and I started laughing, and then he felt more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably thinking, uh, "This guy's got." Oh yeah, but He's one in of the for it. but one of the things that he mentioned was uh, having the little. Um, little spatula i forget exactly what it's called but the thing that you press the sticker down with mm-hmm. and uh he goes i don't have a felt uh strip uh, to go on this i said that's not a problem uh, from that youtube video i was making jokes about i saw where they were talking about this and i went to amazon and for 25 bucks i got this kit that had the exacto knife it had the the squeegees there there you go squeegees and uh had the little felt uh, pads that you put on the end that way you don't mar the surface of ah. the sticker and uh, and also tell it too, it helps you uh, stuff into the little corners, so that when you're cutting the sticker, because otherwise you're not op- rolling the windows down or opening the door if you don't cut right. the sticker. 
yeah. uh, depending on where it lays. And uh, oh, and I didn't realize it. I didn't think about it until he pointed it out. He says, "You're gonna have to take off these door handles." Oh man! So I actually had to take the rear door handles off so I could put the sticker on and then get it all laid down and then put the, yeah. the door handle back on. But it was really simple. But uh, yeah, you know, in, in fact, I was hoping that uh, I, I might see some social media pictures pop up of my Jeep after going to the Lone Star Jeep invasion. And uh, it did. It did happen. Uh, somebody actually positioned their husband and small child next to my Jeep and took a picture of it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about that event. The Lone Star Jeep invasion. This was the, what, first, third, 31st? First, I can't remember. Very first, first. Yes. Very first ever. Tony, you've been to a couple of events before. What, would, what'd you, what was your thought about this one? Uh, it's not as big as SEMA. <laughs> not too many yeah. things are actually. that really that really is the only thing i have to compare it to there was a small event right over here kind of close to the house and there were a lot of jeeps there uh it was an event but uh this was much bigger than that but nowhere as big as sema so uh you got to keep in mind I, I don't have a lot of experience with these things because this was the first annual uh lone star jeep event that they were having here and uh, there's just not a lot of that stuff here, especially within uh, a, a close driving distance of, of me. So now, this was like at a coliseum or uh, some. It was a, this was at a, a famous place, wasn't it? Uh, it's a it's a place. I forget what it's called now. It's a place they have in Conroe where events uh, take place. So it's kind of like a uh, a public area that you can uh, use, like where the state fair might be held. Yeah, or that sort of thing. yeah. I don't think it'd be big enough for that. But the the really cool thing was is that the parking was all off road. So hey. they, yeah, they had a <laughs> they had a paved surface where you got got in. But whenever you went to park, you basically parked in the field. And there was this huge field, e- easily as big as, if not bigger than a football field, full of modified jeeps. Oh, so I let the like, ballpark figure. How many jeeps are we talking about? I here? think that I think the figure thrown out was six hundred. No freaking way! Six hundred jeeps I'm in telling one you, place. Yeah, I don't want to minimize the, the the thing. I was making a this joke a, about the first about SEMA annual yeah, event about you know SEMA being so big, but SEMA is huge. This thing was was very big, very big, and for six hundred. I'm, I'm year, trying to wrap my brain around that because out here in Oregon, we don't have events anywhere near that size. Now well, this is this is Texas. Well, yeah, everything everything's big in Texas. Big in Texas. They yeah, do everything okay. bigger in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot it. of jeeps it. it was it was that it was a lot, a lot of, of fun and you so, know tony oh, was was it a pain parking getting in and was it an hour drive no. just to, you know on the driveway you know there i mean no. was it, was it- when I, I got there around uh 10 30 the event started at 10 uh there was a lot of traffic a lot of jeeps coming in uh but they had people uh up there next to the road and, the, and you could stop and ask them where am i going what am i going to do and like a freaking idiot when the guy said, are you here for the show and shine? Because obviously, you know, I'm driving this Jeep that's this gorgeous. Yeah. And like an idiot, I said, no, just parking. <laughs> With the big ass sticker and all the time that I put in there. And uh. and, and, and I found out later because several people walked up to me uh, as I was just hanging out by my Jeep. They, they walked up and said, where are all the Cherokees? I don't see any XJs out here. What's going on with, with no no Cherokees? And you remember Jake from uh, XJTalk.com, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jake uh, Jake showed up in his Cherokee. His brother showed up in his Cherokee. And then uh, this, uh, this- That was it? There was like three of you guys? No. The, <laughs> a, a lady that had uh, uh, that was out there with her husband, 
uh, he saw my Cherokee and he says, I'm going home and getting my Jeep. So he went nice. home. Yeah, he went home and got his Cherokee. Never be embarrassed if you've got a Cherokee because it, because uh, there was so many people out, out there. I spoke with a lady, uh, an older lady, that uh, they needed a, a Jeep just to get back and forth on their property, just to get down mm-hmm. the driveway. And uh, I spoke with her for a good 30 minutes answering her questions oh, wow. about lifting, uh, transfer cases, uh, snorkels, everything. And her husband's standing there like, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? It was just so funny to see how exciting to she, watch excited she was. To emasculate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, it's very, very sweet lady. I'm sure it was none of that. But it was funny to see and look on his face like he was not at all interested. It was just all her. And it reminded me a lot of Tammy and her uh, excitement about Jeeps. So, Tony, do you think you'll uh, attend next year? Absolutely. In, in fact, I uh, and I told you, you guys in private, uh, I'm uh, I'm hoping that we can be the official uh, uh, podcast of uh, the Lone Star Jeep Invasion for 2020. That would be well, cool. Now- it was, uh, what was it, episode 373, and we had interviewed Keith Ellis, who was mm-hmm, a right. promoter or organizer, or maybe the guy who started this whole thing of the Lone Star Jeep Invasion. Uh, so if you guys want to know a little bit more about the event, you're listening to this episode and be like, well, what was, you know, let's hear a little bit more about that without, you know, talking with Tony for another hour about the show. Uh, <laughs> go back, listen to episode 373. And we actually interviewed a guy who was putting the show on and uh, hear all the gory details uh, about that and everything. But getting the story from the horse's mouth uh, is a whole nother story. So, uh, Tony, what were what were some of the other things that they have an obstacle course there? Was there Jeeps driving over cars? I mean, what sort of other fun was going on at this gigantic Jeep show of over 600 vehicles? There was a um, probably a 50 foot high uh, mound of uh, sand that was uh it was very wide and very tall and it was not being supervised and there was no cones Uh oh Oh, no (laughs) how many rollovers were there (laughs) well i thought i was going to see one when the guy was going up stopped and backed up turned sideways on the slope (laughs) don't ever ever do that (laughs) and we're standing there you know talking and looking over there and (laughs) somebody says are they supposed to be on that <laughs> I said, not I like said that. it's a it's a huge pile of dirt. You see all these jeeps? Yeah, how can you not? <laughs> There's no yellow tape around it. <laughs> but no, Pretty they much an they, invitation they, in my book. That I don't is know. right. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> no means no. So the, the they had they had no none of what you're talking about. It was really just vendors inside the inside area and the oh, show okay. and shine uh, of uh, probably at least fifty jeeps in the show and shine. Uh-huh. And uh, then, then you, I mean, then you could just cruise the parking lot, and you want if you wanted to look at the, you know, five hundred more jeeps. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, got a lot of interaction with folks, uh, Keith and Andrea uh, Ellis, uh, the people that put on this show. Uh, I actually offered up a bunch of stickers to Keith, just thinking, you know, maybe you sit them here on the table and people can pick them up. No, hell no. He grabbed them and ran up to the registration area and, oh. and sat them out there <laughs> at the registration. I mean, oh, that's pretty good. You know, sweet deal. I mean, so as people were coming into the show, they were like get, getting given or had the ability to pick up a Jeep talk show sticker. That That's pretty cool. Yep. And as I was handing him the, 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 the pack of stickers, a lady working at the table this, in the back of the, the, the venue, uh, she says, Oh, is that Jeep Talk Show? I want one of those stickers. 
Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Recognition even. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm blown so, away, man. This yeah. is really cool. Oh, oh, and you know, I thought to myself, you always think about these things. It'd be really cool if I'm like Tammy and people recognize me and they say, hey, how you doing? Hey, Tony. Yeah. And and I, I walk into the event and the, the covered event and I immediately hear, hey, Tony. Oh, see, isn't that like the coolest feeling no. ever? Freaking and it, way. And it was Philip who had interviewed the night before wow. for the show. Oh, <laughs> um, small world. The knife that was, was really I cool, was, man. Oh, it was so, your wife, right? So, so I was glad. Yeah, right. I was. I was glad that he, you know, he had said hi, but I, it's somebody I already knew. It would have been nice if it had been just somebody, you know, that a was a, listening to the show. Listener. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're still obscure, so don't don't worry, don't get a big head yet. But right, it was a right. lot of fun, and uh, I really appreciated the the very. Uh, nice and genuine hospi- uh, hospitality that uh, I was given uh, being there at the show. My favorite story was when I called Jeff at Adrenaline Off-Road and um, he goes, Tammy? And I'm like, how does he know my name? Already. <laughs> no, because my phone is my, <laughs> my husband's name. And your, I just your husband's was name's like, Tammy wow. too? That could be really confusing. I'm like, how do you know me? And he's like, oh, I listen to the Jeep talk show. He recognized my voice. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. See, now really I, cool. I, I walk out, I'm out, you know, in the Jeep, out in public, whatever, I'm walking around, and I get these people that stare at me, and they do double takes <laughs> and, and look and everything, and, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, there's part of me that the narcissist right. inside me is saying, right. that's right, you know who I am, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> but then there's the other 98% deal. of me that's just like, why are you looking at me? Why <laughs> No, it's no, it's never any reg. I don't get any any of that fame that you guys get. That's that that's pretty cool. This is this is Josh. How you doing? Yeah, you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Josh. I know. Oh, and if you guys don't don't know, Josh is the one that actually came up with the idea of the big ass sticker for the Jeep. It wasn't really something I was interested in doing. I never put uh, put stickers on paint glass. I came sure. up with the idea. You you actually got the 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 visuals going and stuff. You got the ball rolling and well, got the Photoshop rolling and, and and really and ultimately it was that Photoshop is what made this happen. I yeah. mean, the, well, I mean, you got we, that to the vendor and and they they made it happen. We do this all the time. You and I get together and start talking about these ideas and we laugh about promos and stuff and then it gets your juices flowing and you add to it and then you create it. So same thing here, but but uh, it was something that Josh came up with. I don't think I would have ever thought about putting a wrap on my uh, my vehicle, but yeah, Josh, you got to do it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, there there have been no shots fired at me. Uh, nobody's trying to run me down, or uh, nobody even at work has said anything about it, which I'm really surprised about. Yeah, right. so it's uh, well, uh, show really show cool. and wheeling season pretty much begins uh, the same week here, which is about the first or second week of May. Uh, and from that point on, we, we have about uh, three or four months to, to get all the wheeling and, and show season in uh, before it comes to a grinding halt. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm anxious for this show season. And I'm, 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 now that I've seen your Jeep, I very, very much want to get the Jeep Talk Show wrap done on, on mine, uh, in the, either in the same or, or similar fashion uh, at the very least. So Because, uh, yeah, I'm going to be making an appearance at these shows and uh, and I definitely want to be promoting the show while I'm there. So it's so easy, especially if you're driving anywhere or oh yeah, you know, in a parking lot or, or or whatever. It's just you know, like oh my god, what the hell is that? You can't really miss that sticker. Well, cool, man. Glad you had a lot of fun at that show, and and I I'm still blown away by the size of it. I, I was figuring 150, 250, maybe 300 uh, jeeps. To hear there was over 500, maybe even possibly over 600 jeeps there. My yeah, goodness, cool. that is insane. So uh, just 
huge congratulations to, to Keith Ellis there for, for putting on an amazing show. Sounds like it was a huge success. Uh, can't wait to see what you guys end up doing next year and uh, well, we're going to have to have him back on the show, Tony. Yep, I've already, uh, I've already spoken to them because I'd like to hear from their perspective uh, what yeah. they thought was uh, you know, the best thing about the show and how it Absolutely. turned out and some of the things that they didn't tell me. And i, I got to correct you, uh, Josh. Uh, oh. Keith is the front man. He's the one that does all the talking. It's Andrea that makes it all happen. Really? Yeah. Well, so behind and, and, every man and, is a strong And woman. she told me that at earshot of Keith, so I think it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get the sideways look, then likely it is. Very cool. Well, hey, if you uh, want to join in on the campfire side chat, we would certainly love to have you along. It's a lot of fun, and uh, well, we certainly have an open seat here next to the campfire. So just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. That's the only place you need to go. You can find out all the ways you can reach out to us and join in on the fun. Hey, guys. This is uh, Roger with uh, Muppet Jeep. I just want to give you guys uh thanks for uh, putting up the, uh, the announcement for one of the uh, events that we were we were helping organize, and uh, I know it was a little, well, actually it was really late. Uh, Josh, yes, I deserve to be put on the spot because uh, <laughs> I, I did call him out. Cut out yeah. my butt and done it sooner, but nonetheless, I really appreciate you guys uh, sharing that information out there with, with your listeners, and uh, we had a we had a good turnout. It wasn't as much as uh, last year. Last year we had about 30 Jeeps. So, no, I, I'm sorry. We had about 37 Jeeps out there. And this year we have about 20. And since we opened it to the 4x4, four four, uh, not just Jeeps, but all 4x4 four four vehicles, we had a, a Hummer and some 4x4 uh, four four Fords out there that were kind of uh, Baja modified, not too much. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it's a good uh, it was a good turnout. As far as uh, what we were able to uh, raise funds, uh, last year we got about 2500 raised. Uh, this year we almost doubled it to almost $4,000 wow. for building homes for heroes. So I just want to say thank you guys and uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. And uh, we'll see you later. That's great news. That is really great news. I have a less turnout and raise more money. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that that is a huge success in, I think, anybody's book. Yeah, well, what he was talking about here, I, I had to call Roger out a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, last week we were talking about the Building Homes for Heroes barbecue party and car show that was happening uh, March 23rd as we were recording that show. That happened last week at the Texas A&M International University. Um, great show, uh, sound like uh, for and it, you know really uh, for a good cause as well. Um, I had no idea that uh, they were going to end up raising that much money. That that is that is awesome. Um, of course, if you guys want to learn more about that event and how you can help them out maybe next year or whatever, we, of course, have links to all the episodes or all the uh, shows in, in the episode that you're listening to. So go back and uh, check out the show notes for episode 377, and you can uh, get a link to the uh, event that Roger was talking about there. Hey, and speaking of events, now let's get to some events that are happening in your neck of the woods and maybe even around the world. you got to let us know about an event that you are planning or that you know about, that you're involved in or volunteering with. Uh, just get that information to us a good couple weeks in advance, if not more, and we will get it out to the masses. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Click on fill out our wheeling wear form. There's a form there, and it gets all the pertinent information to us, and we can disseminate that out to the masses. Uh, coming up May 11th, right around the corner, we have the Canadian Jeep Girls Going Topless Day. Uh, and uh, that is going to be at the Royal Canadian Legion Branch 284 in Calgary, Alberta. 
Uh, we have the fourth annual Virginia Beach Jeep Fest happening April 5th through the 7th. That's just a couple few weeks away at the Holiday Travel Park Booth Boulevard, Virginia Beach in Virginia. Now, uh, we are going to have Route 16 there at that show, so be sure you go and, uh, and say what's up to them. We have the tent there and all that, uh, so don't don't make sure don't miss that one and one that you don't want to miss i want to get this last one in this is a big one almost goes without saying it's the easter jeep safari happens every year uh and this is going to be like the i don't know 57th uh, 75th uh, 137th uh, I, I forgot which one uh, annual but this has been going on for a long time it is a huge event this is a bucket list event it is happening April 13th through the 21st, week-long event in, of course, Moab, Utah. For more information, more events, and links to all of these episodes, all these shows, and more, just visit JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode, and you can check it out yourself. So I just thought I'd mention uh, to you guys that are thinking about going to some of these events, uh, Canada Jeep Girls Go Topless Day. It's cold up in Canada. Think about the frozen food aisle at your uh, at your. Uh, oh, I love frozen store. peas. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the show this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to get a friend to subscribe. It's the best way to support the show. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. And uh, if this is your first time hearing this part of the show, then you really, really need to go back and listen to the end of the older episodes. Getting all happy with the back button. Don't you people know what it is we trying to do here? Good God, you can't understand it. Podcasting since 2010.